Hey everyone, this is Force of Light Entertainment. I'm your host, Michelle, and with me is my co-host, my sister, Natalie. Hello. This is officially episode two of the Force of Light, or Force of Light Entertainment. So let's talk some movies today. And this time we're going to shift. Last week we talked, or last episode, we talked about The Rise of Skywalker and as I said, I, I love Star Wars, so we will talk about Star Wars a decent amount any time a movie or you know TV comes out with that. But today I wanted to shift to you know something totally different and something that would just kind of be fun for us to do. Uh, and today I wanted to talk about Natalie and I's top five favorite '90s movies. I don't know you know where you are as far as in your age. Natalie and I both. Uh, were 90s kids, you know, young yeah. young kids in the 90s. So, you know, keep that in mind when we go over our top right. five, because they're probably not going to be the most critically acclaimed top five <laughs> movies. But, you know, I want her to pick. It was easy for me to pick, honestly. I picked in about three minutes, like what I loved. So keep that in mind, though. I was literally 10 when 2000 came around. So, I mean, I, when I, I was 12. Yeah. 2000. <laughs> yeah, so you can put together how old we are. But so with that in mind, you know, these are movies that I loved in the 90s and have continued to love, you know, all the way until today. So let's keep that in mind. And this is how I want to do this. Natalie, I told, I texted Natalie yesterday. I said, pick your top five favorite 90s movies and I'll pick mine. She literally guessed one of them within <laughs> the text. But before we begin to go over our top five 90s movies... I wanted, since we're sisters, and let's just see how well we can, you know, we know, we know each, each other. other. <laughs> yeah. We'll do a little game before we get into it. So I am going to let Natalie guess my top five, and then I'm going to guess her five. And then we won't tell each other which ones we got right. We'll just say how many we got right. And then we'll move on to actually going over them. So Natalie, do you want to go ahead and guess? try to guess mine? Sure. All, All right. right. I, I got to put some thought into this. Let's see. Almost Heroes. Ace Ventura. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Keep going. Forrest Gump. Keep going. You've got two more guesses. Billy Madison. Keep going. Clueless. Okay. All right. So, okay. Natalie got two of mine right. Ooh, okay. Okay. So now I'm going to try to guess hers. Let's see. I'm going to go with Forrest Gump. I think I'll go with Clueless. Um, let's see. Little Women, the 1993s, the 93 version with Winona Ryder. Uh, let's see. Hmm. Dumb and Dumber. I don't know. Uh, let's see. What else would you like? We'll go with Ace Ventura just because you said it. <laughs> Okay, how many, you got two right of mine. How many did I get right of yours? Uh, let's say at least four, including an honorable mention. Oh my gosh. Okay, so obviously I know my older sister better than she knows her younger sister. Okay, so now that we're in that, okay, here's how I'm going to do this. I'm going to start naming off my list, Natalie. And, and these are in no particular order. Right. I just picked my top five. It's not one through five. It's just the top five movies I could think of that, you know, like I said, I loved as a kid and continued to love as an adult. Um, but anyways, 
If you if I name one off as I go through these that is the same as yours, just tell me so we know. Okay. But anyways, okay. So the first one on my list is A League of Their Own. Is that on your list or no? No, I didn't even think of it, but I love that movie. And that's what I told Michelle. I almost felt this pressure to come up with like, because there's so many good movies. And sometimes when I'm put on the spot, it's like, so I just kind of went with what my my brain thought of. And the, but I love A League of Their Own, and it would be one of my favorites from the 90s. Yeah, no, A League of Their Own, um, I think that came out. Can you Google? I think that came out in the early 90s. 92 or 93, I believe. Let me see. Um, is when A League of Their Own came out. But it's something that I, I loved as a kid. I played sports all through up, up through college. And, you know, I loved to play softball, too, for until I quit and before I went into high school. 92. Okay, 92. But anyways, I loved A League of Their Own because I was always sporty. But to me, A League of Their Own is, um, I mean, it, it just has everything because it truly is hysterical. I mean, every character, and you're allowed to oh, yeah. input in this, you know, every character from the scout that goes and finds yeah. them to, and finds all the girls, Marla Hooch, what a hitter. But but all, you know, everything, all the Tom comments, Hanks. Tom Hanks is hysterical. There's no, and what a more famous line than there's no crying in baseball. Um, but yeah, him. And then, of course, you know, you have this incredible, awesome you know, female lead in, you know, Dottie. Gina Davis. Yeah, Gina Davis. And, you know, I know, I think we both talked about this. As a, like a girl, I just thought she was the definition of beauty. So pretty. <laughs> yeah, just like, and, and that's what I told she Natalie is. recently. I was like, uh, Dottie, Dottie's character taught me that you could be a beautiful baller. Like, you know. <laughs> she makes me pow- uh, proud to be a redhead. I'll put it that way. Yeah, no. Uh, just great character. And... Like I said, the movie's hysterical, but it also is kind of a drama. Like it's yeah. it's almost truly a dramedy, yeah. like in a movie form, because it is you know hysterical and truly a comedy, but yet it, it has also a lot of heart too, has also. a lot of heart. And you know, even to the the scene that even as a kid, it, you know, I didn't really like it, but now as an adult, you like it's more heart wrenching. When is it Betty Spaghetti that they come in with the note that her husband's died, really sad. and they all yeah they all uh, you know just kind of hugger and you know she's crying i mean so there are even though it's a comedy there are some kind of heart-wrenching moments so a war going on yeah there's a war and that's why obviously they are getting to have a league of their own and you know even dotty's going through that with her husband's gone and she's wondering where he is and um then of course the end that as a competitive person i never understood where dotty you know being, I guess, a good big sister and realizing her little sister needed it bad drops the ball at the Sometimes very end. Sometimes we just know you need it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I never had to, I would never have to, or Natalie would never have to <laughs> drop the ball to let me win. Let's just put it that way. But, um, yeah, no, it does. It just has a lot of heart. Um, truly love A League of Their Own. And even as an adult, I think just because of the, the women thing, I watched it. It came on TV recently, and there's a part where, like, it's finally when the league is starting to get success, or they're having success in the league, and the guy who's kind of running it and proud of it, like, just kind of the music's playing, and he's looking out like, like yes. And it, like, literally brought a tear to my eye as an adult because it, it really is just, like, a powerful, uh, you know, and, and we'll kind of go over this with my list, 
you know, just a powerful girls movie. Yeah. You know, um, uh, but yeah, no, I absolutely love A League of Their Own. So I've done one. Natalie, I'll let you do the next one. Oh, gosh. Let's see what we've got here. <laughs> so you can pick any of yours since that one wasn't on your list. Okay. Um, I'm going to go. One of, truly, this is not only one of my favorite 90s movies, it's one of my favorite movies of all times. And, you know, critically speaking, it's probably going to go downhill from here. But I love Forrest Gump. It's like one of my favorite movies of all times. It's one of those movies that, kind of like Michelle's saying about A League of Their Own, but it like makes me laugh. It makes me cry. It inspires me. It encourages me. I, I know that sounds really deep, but it's just one of those movies that truly has that effect on me. And the way he's just like, you know, unaware that people basically think he's dumb and he just keeps on going to that next thing and that next thing. And it's just... And his positive attitude and his, I think, because maybe of his intelligence, like, not discriminatory, like, just loves everybody. It's just, I just love the movie. Yeah. Well, he, he, I mean, you mean that just because in his time he could have been. Right. You know, he was, but, yeah, he did But I think maybe because of. Yeah. And he, um, yeah, no, he, uh, Forrest Gump is actually on my list, so that knocks one off of my list, too. So, yeah, no. Well, and he uh, seemed to have a great mom, so that always helps. He did, yeah. No, I'd say he was set up to be that way. Um, but yeah, no, Forrest Gump is on my list. And that was one that I truly, it was a little bit of a cheat on my part. I watched as a kid and liked it as a kid, but I didn't truly grow to love it probably until like my late teen years. And Oh, yeah, same thing. I mean, I liked it as a kid, but when I watched it as an adult, that's when I realized, like, oh, my gosh, I love this movie. Like, I love so many things about it. Yeah, it's it's made me tear up a couple times. Um, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, it, it's just it's yeah, it's an excellent movie. And I love because I like history. Yeah, um, the history. I, I like history, too, actually, and all the history mixed into it. Yes, like, you know, him with Elvis and, you know, meeting presidents and the war and just so many different things. Yeah, no, Forrest Gump definitely has a lot of heart. And let's see, what year did Forrest Gump? 1994. And I remember, I'm pretty sure, yeah, it won the Academy Award for Best Picture that year and Best Actor for Tom Hanks. Um, yeah, no, Forrest Gump is is a classic that will never honestly get old, I don't think. Yeah. And it truly is. Like you said, I use the word, you know, inspiring, and you do laugh. You know, things oh, like, yeah. li- li- uh, uh, why can't they, Lieutenant Dan, and things like that. You know, I mean, it just, I mean, there's so many parts that, you know, make you laugh. And honestly, if that came out today, there'd be so many memes from Forrest Gump. <laughs> right. There's really tragically not enough memes. Someone start making some Forrest Gump memes because there's a lot of mean, like, you know, you could make a lot of memes out of Forrest Gump. But yeah, no, Forrest Gump is a great one. Let's see, since you went, and since she knocked off one of mine. Oh, is that one of yours? Yeah. Okay, awesome. Yeah, that was one of mine. So I'll move on to my next one, which is Clueless. Is that one of yours? It's one of mine. <laughs> okay. So we knocked that one off. Yeah, let me... Okay. I don't think... Let me just say this. I don't think you can get any more 90s than Clueless. No. Clueless, it's kind of like how Stranger Things today has truly grabbed hold of what the 80s was like, the mid-80s. It's like... It's like a time capsule It truly is. In Los Angeles and with this popular girl. Yeah, no. And let's see. The clothing. Like, do I think that most people are really dressing quite like that? No. I mean, I I did in fifth grade. I I had my knee socks and plaid skirts and 
vest with a shirt under it and I, I definitely tried to look like Cher from Clueless but um you know they definitely uh whoever the designer was for that movie I forget what her name is but she definitely put her own spin on like the 90s thing and I heard her say she was kind of not to get into fashion but well you I can I mean uh, that's, that's a part of movies but at the time you know the grunge look was very in and stuff and she wanted to kind of do something different than that and so I, I just love like the clothes in it it's just kind of iconic really and the music in it like great 90s music yes. in it um yeah no Clueless is a favorite uh, that came out in 95. So, I mean, I was uh, I was young watching these movies and watched it all through the 90s. You might have been too young to be watching some yeah. of these movies, but our parents didn't really. <laughs> a lot of things, honestly, went right over my head from yeah, Clueless. So, you know. I watched later as I was older. I was like, oh, that's what they're referring to. Right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no. And I know people, if you are raised, if you were an 80s kid, you may resent what I'm about to say. I don't know. Clueless, to me, is by far my favorite teen movie. Yes. Like, oh, me too. And, and to me, there will never. There were some great teen movies in the '90s, and of course, very famous ones from the '80s. But none are to me, because I'm a '90s kid, as good as Clueless. And as much as I'll say this for the 2000s, as much as I loved Mean Girls at the time, like yeah. it'll oh, never take Clueless. No, place. that that's a great example because Mean Girls is kind of our equivalent, yeah. and it, and I really did love it. That's but but no, it's it doesn't touch Clueless. And and I think I was telling Holly this um, a little fun fact about Clueless. I could be totally wrong, so please don't take this as fact. But I remember I was watching this movie with Gwyneth Paltrow in the '90s called Emma. Oh no no no, that's fact. It's it, the late literally. Yeah. It's right even here. And I was going to get into that too. It's funny, you know. She went there. Um, I love one of my favorite romance movies of all time, and of course novels is Pride and Prejudice. So I love Jane Austen. And uh, Clueless is literally adapted from Jane Austen's Emma. Um, exactly. Right. And so, see, I didn't know that. So here I was like a 10-year-old or something, and I'm watching that movie Emma. And I tell our mother, I say, you know what? What's weird? Emma reminds me a lot of Clueless. Yeah, no. And, and then she said, how did you know that, Natalie? And I said, well, instead of going to the mall, they go to a ball. <laughs> and she was just kind of astonished, I guess, that I saw how similar those storylines were. And then she found out, I think she told me that it was kind of based on the same novel from like the 1800s. Oh, literally. If you read or watch, and I guess there's a new Emma coming out soon, but even if you went back and watched the Gwyneth Paltrow one, or like I said, read the book, um, literally Clueless is literally beat by beat, exact scenario after exact scenario, just with different scenery. Right. Like you said, instead of a ball, throw them all. You know, it's literally the same. And I think that's one of the reasons why, to me, it makes it a classic. Because it's literally tailor-made based off of a classic book that's never going out of style. And, you know, another... I almost mentioned... So, we'll just call an honorable mention. Well, we'll get, we'll get turned on. But I have more. Okay. So it's fine. <laughs> but uh, 10 Things I Hate About You. It, an- that's a great one. Another great one. But I'm pretty sure that's based on Taming of, a, of the Shrew. I think it may be. I think it is based off something. Yeah, and that's another one I happen to really like. But you and I haven't discussed another thing that Clueless gives us is Paul Rudd. Yes. <laughs> and that is a national treasure. <laughs> Young Paul Rudd, which doesn't really look that different than older Paul No, Rudd. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. He looks pretty much the same. But yeah, no, Clueless to me, it's one of the truly funniest teen movies. Like, it's truly, I mean, it's, it, you know, it's a there's a lot of comedies on my list, but I mean, it's it truly a funny movie. Like, to this day, 
Like I will, it makes me laugh just as much now as it did back then, or probably oh, more. It's one of those movies, like very quotable too. Very quotable, and I have like a few movies. It's really not a ton. It's just a few, and Clueless is definitely among them. That once every few years or so, I'm like, I want to sit down and watch that movie. Yeah, you know? like I don't like at this point Four because Gump's the same way. Because because of you know who buys DVDs at this point, but it is one of the movies I actually own the DVD of <laughs> because it's just and, and a league of their own, but. Oh, almost all the ones on my list. But, you know, it's just, yeah, it's just a classic. So, okay. So, Clueless was both of ours. Okay. So, pick one that I did not. Okay. <laughs> we've, done, we've done Forrest Gump and Clueless. So, pick another one of yours. I think here I'm going to go with a comedy that I don't think a lot of people cut on to. Or I could be wrong. Almost, Maybe it has a cult almost Heroes. Almost Heroes. You know, uh, I almost... That okay, honestly, and we'll get in this. The '90s. I was talking to a friend. Shout out to Whitney Sauer. I was talking to a friend last night, and I was saying how you know, as I was thinking about this, like what has happened to comedies? Like the '90s, we had so many amazing comedies. You I, had, I think that's why my list is so it, full it, of them. We could do our own top five comedies from the '90s. Yeah. I mean, um, you had it because you had all these people at their peak. You had classic and at at their peak. Jim Carrey, yes. Adam Sandler, These Chris Farley, we, we David on. Spade, you know, all these different comedians, Chris Rock, all these different comedians, like, just had these incredible movies, but no. Okay, so I'll let Natalie talk about that, but, and Whitney said to me last <laughs> night, she she said, oh, she said, I have to watch that. She said, I'm so glad you introduced that to me, because I do, and I will say this, if you have not seen, it was Chris Farley's last starring role before he died, you know, sadly died. I think it came out, like, right after he died. Yes, he he'd already passed away. Put a, I don't know. Maybe that's what people well, it's just hysterical. But anyways, it is a Chris Farley movie, and the other co-star that's kind of the straight man is Matthew Perry from Friends. And just does an excellent job of being the straight man. Yes, and, and it's the story of how they beat... Uh, what who is it? Thomas like, and Clark, or what's there? now? I'm oh on my the gosh, spot. I know, I'm forgetting. Yeah, Lewis history. And Clark, yeah, or? it's basically them going to the Pacific and beating everyone there. They're going to be the first ones to the Pacific Ocean. You know, when America's right at its start. And anyways, right. if you have not seen Almost Heroes, do and you like Chris Farley, do yourself a favor and go see it because I honestly think it's funnier than Tommy Boy or Black Sheep. I and do I too. and I love Tommy Boy and Black Sheep. Yeah. So anything else you want to say about that movie? Well once again, just such a once you've seen it and So quotable. So quotable. I find myself like with my sister in law Shauna on the phone, like just a few weeks ago, I'll find myself saying something in a tone, Matthew Perry says it or something mm-hmm. like that, you know, and she'll she'll immediately know what I'm talking about, even if I didn't word it the same way. Just such a funny, quotable movie, kind of like Anchorman became later on. Like, you know, you just have those quotable things from it. But before that, there was almost heroes, like some of the funny stuff from it. And I won't say the quotes because if you haven't seen it, you know, you won't get it. But trust me, they're there and you'll enjoy it. Yeah, no. And just so I don't feel like a total idiot, it is Lewis and Clark that that were the first in the Pacific Ocean. I think it's Lewis and Clark. You're you're thinking of Superman. I was thinking of Superman. That's Superman. I think it was something like that. Um... Maybe I need to brush up on my history skills. Yeah, but but no, seriously, I I thought of that movie because that would definitely be my top five comedies movie. Because there's so many comedies I left off the list. Um, there's just so many good ones. There are. The '90s have some awesome music and awesome mu- and movies. But so yeah, oh, if you have not seen Almost Heroes, 
I have showed that movie to so many people and they all just crack up and can't believe they didn't know this movie existed. So do yourself a favor. It's on, I'm sure you can get it on Amazon, you know, for rent or buy. Watch Almost Heroes, like you will not be disappointed. All right, so now that we've done that, I'm going to go to one of mine that I feel confident will not be on your list. (laughs) And that is, mine is uh, Terminator 2, Judgment Day. It's not on my list, but I do love it. It actually did pop into my head and talk, as an action movie. Talk about classic 90s. Yeah. Again, L.A., I think it was like 1995, maybe. Let me look up when Terminator 2 came out. Uh, Terminator. Here, Google that. Look okay. up for that. But, yeah, Terminator 2, Judgment Day, just awesome movie. Um, you know, really loved it as a kid. And it's one of those I showed my niece, Isabella, I watched it with her. 1991. Was oh, really ni- wow. I was way off. Yeah, 1991. But classic, classic 90s. And I showed it to my niece recently before the new one, Dark Fate, came out. And, you know, all these years later, I was like, this is a great movie. So when a movie holds up that many years, like, it's still being really good. And especially a movie that has to have special effects. I mean, right. it's a sci-fi movie. And obviously, we can do some things better, but to me, it just still works. Like, there's nothing that's cheesy in it. Like, it just, uh, really good. And classic Arnold Schwarzenegger. I can't say his name on right now. But there we go. Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, no, classic. And to me, that was one. I know some people probably disagree. Maybe it's just because I was a kid. I don't know. I actually like Terminator 2 better than The Terminator I haven't seen the first one in so long. I've seen the second one. It's still been probably a couple weeks. No, I saw. I watched it with you and Izzy. Uh, yeah, you watched that. A few months ago. Terminator Two. But yeah, yeah, and and I, for whatever reason, as a kid, I had a crush on the the boy in it, John Connor. Oh gosh! But anyways, wow. and he was very whiny. <laughs> he is very whiny. <laughs> but uh, I think the reason why I like Terminator Two better. Uh, two reasons. One, you know, in the first one, Arnold Schwarzenegger is going after her, so he's yeah. the villain. So it was just such a, fi- a fun dynamic when now he's protecting her and protecting John Car- Connor. And, you know, just John John and his banter, because he's a machine, is just a lot of fun. But then also, second reason, you know, Linda Hamilton, talk about awesome female characters, yeah. you know, talking about with Dottie and a leave with their own. Here's another one. Uh, Linda, you know, before we had Wonder Woman and them really on the big screen, we had Sarah Connor. Right. And um, in the first one, she's more of kind of a damsel in distress, you know, the kind of classic, that type. And in the second one, the first scene, you know, she's sitting there, you know, how's the knee? And she's, you know, she's in a mental place, but she's doing pull-ups. And Linda Linda Hamilton was just like ripped and, you know, really ready for the role. And she really is kind of our ready first for anything. ready for anything. She's a little crazy, but you like that, but like in a good way. Yeah, like Linda ha- Linda Hamilton is so charismatic and just like brings so much to that character into that role. But um, yeah, no, Sarah Connor is just an amazing female character. And yeah, no, I absolutely love Terminator Two, and it's sci-fi, and it goes back to like I said, I said on our first episode, I don't like horror movies. But I like horror elements. Yeah. And the villain, the new Terminator in that one, like, say, when he goes to John Connor's, like, foster parents. I mean, it's creepy. As a little kid, I was creeped out. Like, I was really creeped out by him. And, yeah, no. Terminator 2, to me, is a total classic. I don't really—I mean, as much as I love Star Wars, I actually don't like sci-fi much. 
But I do love Terminator 2 and will always, I think, well, love we Terminator love 2. Stranger Things and that's sci-fi. Yeah. I but like some of it. I like sci-fi, but that's a sci-fi that's based very much in reality. Yeah. When they get way out into space, and yet again, I know that's ironic because I like Star Wars. But, <laughs> right. you know, that's when they kind of lose me. Um, but, yeah. So, Terminator 2. All right. Find another one of yours. Let's see. What shall I go with? Just pick one, Natalie. All right. <laughs> I'm going to go with a serious one. Okay. Schindler's List. Okay. That's a cheat. Why That's, is that a cheat? Because you did not love that as a kid. You saw it as an but adult. It said, you said favorite 90s movies, not favorite movies as a kid. Oh, my gosh. Pick one you liked through the 90s and now. That can be your honorable mention. Okay. It'll be my honorable mention. Because my honorable mention is a movie from the 90s that I did not watch in the 90s. It needs to be something you saw in the 90s. Okay. You d- you didn't specify that, I, I will say. I did specify. She didn't she, listen. She did not. I did. Not. Go. Did. Okay. I'm going to go with a fun one. I didn't even watch this a bunch, but you know, I, I love Drew Barrymore and Never Been Kissed. Really? That yeah. you're going with that? Yeah, that is a good one. That's a good teen movie. And I find myself quoting recently. It's just kind of become a motto. I'm not Josie Grossy anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's just, I don't know. It's a fun one. I like and it. Once is. again, a very 90s feel when you yeah, look back. Yeah, Never Been Kissed. Yeah, that barely made into the 90s, 1999. <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, that is, I haven't seen that in a while, but yeah, Drew Barrymore is a classic, and... 90 uh, symbol. It is, and yeah, that is a fun movie. Anything else you want to say about that? I'll let you talk. Honestly, no, because it's been so long since I've seen it, but I just know I like it. Okay, never been kissed. I like the guy in it. Yeah, yeah, uh, Michael Vaughn. she ends up with, yeah. Yeah, no, and I like Tim and Alias, the TV show. But, uh, okay, continuing on, since she did that one, I'm going to do another one of mine that I'm surprised she hasn't named yet. Uh, let's see. Well, and after this, I'm finished with my actual top five because you named Forrest Gump already. Right. And we both did Clueless. But my last one is Dumb and Dumber. That's on mine, too. <laughs> yeah, okay, so we knocked another one off her <laughs> list. Because Dumb and Dumber, uh, I mean, that is like peak genius dumb dumb comedy 90s movie i mean any okay anyone who was raised probably in the 80s or 90s i'm sure this is a movie if you have any sense of humor at all if you don't get the humor in dumb and dumber i don't understand you i mean i i respect you but i don't understand you (laughs) and but anyways it is one of the most quotable movies. And it's one all, almost all these movies on my list. All the comedies. Like, yeah. all the comedies on this list. Like, I can quote almost the entire movie. Like, but Dumb and Dumber is absolutely hysterical. Um, yeah, anything you want to say on that. But it is total classic Jim Carrey. Like, when I think... I'm getting very nostalgic here. But, like, when I think of my childhood, some of my... I mean, this might make me sound kind of sad, honestly, but some of my my happiest times with my siblings, I think about sitting on the couch. I can picture the family room we were in. A lot of sun came in, and it was like, you know, my brother on one side, my brother Michael, my my sister right here, Michelle, and watching movies like Dumb and Dumber to get Dumb and Dumber together and just laughing, and that was just like a way we really bonded. So it's like to me that's attached to like a very happy memory of like well, watching Dumb and Dumber and Ace Ventura and Ace Ventura Two. Yeah, you know, I don't think that's dumb because I think that's the point of the podcast. Yeah, uh, we like Thank entertainment. You. Entertainment. That's why you're here, and I, and I want you to join. Let's kind of make this a community where you can feel like you're a part of the conversation. And that brings me, don't let me forget, I have set up an email. If you ever want to email us and, you know, write us, I'd love to hear from you. Actually, I'll just tell you that right now. It is forceoflightmedia at gmail.com. 
Again, forceoflightmedia at gmail.com. And if you want to write us, we'd love to hear from you. But yeah, no, I I mean, that's the point of the podcast. Movies do bring us together. They make us feel things. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things in our society where we can all come together and appreciate something. And feel something. I mean, not to get deep with it, but whether it's joy and laughter or whether it's just like deep emotion and relationship. Like Schindler's List, yeah. Yeah, I kind of threw a heavy one in there. (laughs) Not really one I like to watch, but... Can we talk about that now? Well, we'll, we'll get it. Yeah, no, we'll get into that. But yeah. well, Dumb and Dumber, yeah, no, classic, classic movie. But yeah, we, okay, now we'll get into, because I forgot to mention this at the beginning. I told her you get one honorable mention, and that is because one of the best 90s movies I didn't watch until last year, being 2019, and it just had to go on the list. This is part of the rules, but at least mine kind of applies well, to that thing. That, that works. That's, in the... that's why we're all supposed to listen. But, <laughs> but anyways, um, my I'll do. Okay, do you want to do yours? Yours is Schindler's List, I guess. Mine is Schindler's List. Yeah, and you know, not a fun movie to watch. I cried throughout it. Um, and but it, I will say this: it's a movie every single person should watch. Should watch. It's yeah. painful, but you should make yourself watch that because that needs to be remembered and needs to be seen. And it's one of those movies in the category of, and I, I mean, I, I'm a, you know, very sensitive person to begin with, and uh, I like to think somewhat empathetic, but the last scene of that movie makes you just cry to them. I probably, once again, I'm going to sound like a, a weirdo by the end of this because how often I admit I cry, but I probably cried for 30, 45 minutes after watching that movie. Like if you, I would say this, if you, by the end of that movie, when he gets to the, that whole, I know what you're talking about. The, this this could, this could have been one more, one more. Um, and he realized he realized more, the yeah. value of people. Um, and he's given away all his money to save these people. But, um, yeah, if you get to that point and do not cry, I think you need to check yourself because something is wrong with your heart. Like, you truly are, is it the Tin Man who doesn't have a heart? I mean, which, or no, the Lion? I think it is the Tin Man. Yeah, like, you, you need a heart. Like, because... I just don't know how you don't cry. I mean, such a powerful... I believe Steven Spielberg is the director of that, I believe. I think so, yeah. Um, such a powerful movie. I mean, there are multiple places. And, I, you know, I, I've told Natalie this. I think the older you get, the more you do things do hit you and you cry a little more. But especially as a teenager, things just didn't hit me, and I just didn't cry a lot at all. I remember watching this at, like, 13 or 14 in my freshman year in high school. We watched this in a class. And I, like, there was a part I lost it. Like, I just yeah. boo-hooed in class. I was deeply embarrassed by it, but I couldn't, I couldn't help myself. And, you know, that's just how it is throughout it. I mean, yeah, b- beautifully done. I mean, a tragic story. I will, I'll never forget when they go take them. I think it's when they arrive at Auschwitz, which was just a total death sentence. And, um, you know, of course, you know, for those of you who don't know, Schindler's List is about the Holocaust and this, this German that, you know, begins to see what's going on and, and begins to spend his money to save Jews' life. And it's, it's a powerful story. Um, but, yeah, when they go to Auschwitz and the women are sent to go into the – and spoiler, by the way, if you've not seen this movie, you know, skip ahead, if, you know, maybe 15 seconds. When the women are sent to – uh, into the showers, and yeah. you're wondering, is it going to be gasp? I've never so in a movie just <gasps> you gasp, and then of course it's water, thank God. But right. but I mean that movie just has your heart like just kind of bound up, like oh the whole time. But yeah, no, amazing movie. I'm sure that won awards back in the day. But yeah, awesome movie. 
So Schindler's left a heavy one, but a good one that needs to be seen. Actually, I just saw this, that 60, I think it was 66% of millennials have not been taught about the Holocaust. And that that's pathetic. Like, what are you history teachers doing? Like, you need, people need to remember what happened. So, so things like that don't happen again. But anyways, yeah. And just a, a sad and powerful reminder to never, uh, to not ever look the other way when injustice, big or small, like for us to try and, and strive to, to not look the other way when it's happening, even if it's not the popular position at the time, whatever it is, just to, uh, to face it. Oh, and that takes you to a powerful scene because the movie's in black and white, right? Yeah, they it did does, it. They yeah. did it in black and white. And that doesn't bother you, actually, when you watch it. But they did it for a purpose. So Schindler begin. Spoiler again, if you've not seen it, skip ahead maybe a minute. Um, Schindler, you know, it's such a, so visibly visibly powerful when Schindler his eyes are kind of open because they the camera lets you follow the one girl in color in her red coat, yeah. and eventually he sees like she died, and that's when it's like boom, like I've got something tr- goes off in his mind and heart, like I've got to do something. Yes. But yeah, no, it is. It's a very powerful movie. Um, so yeah, Schindler's List for her honorable mention. My honorable mention is not a comedy either. And like I said, it's an honorable mention because I, by my rules, I didn't see it as a kid. I saw it, you know, as an adult last year when Natalie was like, hey, you should see it. And my movie is Silence of the Lambs. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, again, I told you, you know, as a kid, I didn't want to watch it because I thought it was a horror movie and I was a real scaredy cat as a little kid. But it really is not a horror movie. It has horror elements. There's a couple scenes that I would say that. But it's really more just a thriller. Yeah. Um, a crime, kind of crime slash thriller. Uh, again, talking about female characters. Yeah. Jodie Foster's uh, Clarice is an incredible. I, I think I said this to you after I watched it, maybe the next day. I said, that's one of the best female characters I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah, she does such a good job. Um, yeah, incredible job. Of like being vulnerable but strong at the same yeah, time. Yeah, she's strong. She's afraid. She's, I mean, you feel every emotion she she's feels. She's going to get to the bottom of it. But she's going to figure it out. You know, it's, it's and, and then Anthony Hopkins, of course, is awesome in it. Just the creepiness he brings to that. And the, the interest, you're just intrigued by him and want to, you want to be around him to hear what he has to say. But him and her dynamic is really good. Um, but yeah, no, I, like I said, did not actually watch that in the 90s. But as soon Neither. as, yeah, I think we both watched it last year. Yeah. Um, but as soon as I saw it, I was like, I get why that is considered a classic. Like yeah. that is truly a timeless movie. Uh, it's it's really, really good. Um, if you've not seen any of these movies, I highly recommend all of them. But yeah, so that's why that's on, just on my honorable mention, because like I said, I did actually watch it in the 90s. But yeah, incredible, great, um, great movie for, uh, yeah, if you like thrillers, I definitely recommend that movie. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, we'll kind of end this. But as Natalie said, and I'll tell you a movie that I thought of that I left off was The Wedding Singer. Talk about Drew Barrymore. Oh, yeah. I almost included that one, too. Gosh, see, there's just so many good ones. Especially, like you said, there's so many good comedies. So many 90s. good comedies. It's hard to, you know, because let's be real. Well, I love Adam Sandler today, too. But yeah. I think, you know, when we think of classic Adam Sandler, it is kind of like 90s era. Like, that was him, like, at his prime. And he just almost didn't do any movies I didn't really like back 
that. Yeah, know. because we didn't mention too. You've got Billy Madison, which I absolutely love, love. too. I mean, Billy Madison's a classic. Uh, the runners. <laughs> you've got Happy Gilmore. Yeah. I mean, just another classic. Uh, yeah. No, uh, you have. You literally do have Prime. Okay, I'm gonna Adam replace Sandler. "Never Been Kissed" with "The Wedding Singer" because that one gives me the feels too in a lot of ways. Well, and you got them together. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I, that's why when you said that, I was like, "Man, she went for that one instead of the wedding singer." <laughs> I was um, wrong for that. And see, the, talk about memories and how movies can take you back. I remember seeing this for the first time. I think I was like eight or nine years old, and it was in the hotel in, California. in Santa Monica, California, and me. Uh, Natalie, our brother Michael, and my mom watched this movie and just all cracked up together yes. on vacation. I don't know where our dad was, but we stayed in and watched a movie. I think it maybe is in the evening. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, no, The Wedding Singer is an absolute great movie. And like we said, we haven't even brought up, you know, Jim Carrey. You also have the Ace Ventura movies that are hysterical. You have Liar Liar, which I loved as yes. a kid. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, you know, all the different... And it's just some of these movies, it's funny, literally to this day, we quote all of them at different times, right? Yeah. Like, you know, and we all know what we're talking about. Yeah, no. Um, yeah. All the 90s movies, we really need that to come back. Um, and I will say this, Adam Sandler is phenomenal in the movie Uncut Gems. That, that movie's, you know, an acquired taste. But his acting performance is awesome in that. But, um, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, all these movies are incredible. And awesome, beloved by us. So, if or at the very least, very funny. Some of the comedies. yeah, yeah, we picked a lot of com- comedy. Might not, might not be a critic masterpieces, but no, that's, okay. that's part of what this channel is about. Is it's not all you know. It's about just we're just two women, girls, whatever you want to call us, <laughs> that love movies and shows and comedies. So we just talk about what we like. Yeah, but I, I'd say it's pretty universal that people think Dumb and Dumber is funny. I mean, like you said, if you if you don't There's find a, anything funny about it, maybe maybe something's wrong. Maybe, maybe something I don't know. A chip, a chip's wrong. Something's maybe. a little off. But yes, that is Natalie Nye's complete list of our top five favorite '90s movies, plus an honorable mention, and we included a lot more movies just just <laughs> yeah. for the heck of it. Basically, lots of honorable mentions. Lots of honorable mentions. So, if you have not seen any of these movies, I would highly recommend. We highly recommend any of those to you. Uh, like I said, they'll probably make you laugh at the very least. Some of them. Okay, Schiller's list will make you cry, not well, laugh. Make you cry quite a bit. <laughs> So, but anyways, that is this episode of Force of Light Entertainment. And again, our top top five 90s movies. I hope you've enjoyed this conversation. And again, if you want to reach out to us, uh, like I I said, I set up an email, forceoflightmedia at gmail.com. And you also can find me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is Michelle, and that's with two L's, 34smith. Again, Michelle34Smith, and that's on Twitter. And that's actually the same. I have the same thing on Instagram, Michelle34Smith. Natalie, where can they find you? Uh, I have a Twitter. I need to get a little more active on it. Let's see. Uh, on Instagram, I am NatLovesBella07. Uh, let me just double check that's right. Yes, NatLovesBella07. And on Twitter, let's see. Oh, come on. 
I have told her she's got to get more active on Twitter. <laughs> she's never on Twitter. I love Twitter. Twitter's like the, it's kind of like the wild, wild west, but it's fun because of that reason. On Twitter, I am at Natalie R, the letter R, Grace, G-R-A-C-E. So feel free to uh, follow us on there and interact with us however you want. Yeah. I mean, not however you yeah. want. Yeah. If you're, if you're going to be a jerk, I'm probably going to ignore it. I'm just going to be honest. Let's, Don't. Let's keep it. Keep it kind. As we say on Twitter, don't at me about something. But anyways, uh, I hope you guys have an awesome rest of the day. We are going to try to probably at least do probably two a week. I'm not sure what we'll do next episode. Uh, We may get back to Star Wars briefly, and then we may get, you know, just keep bouncing around with different stuff. I know next week, Friday, we're going to go see Birds of Prey, so we'll probably do that that Sunday. And uh, I just want to throw this out there, if that's okay with you, Michelle. If you do uh, have a way you want to contact us or something, feel free to give us ideas. Yeah. Things that you would like to hear about. Yeah. If there's anything you want to talk about, like I said, I want this to be feel like a community, that you're part of the conversation, then just email us. And yeah, we very well will talk about that. So anyways, this has been Michelle and And Natalie. And Natalie. And this is Force of Light Entertainment. I am so thrilled if you've given us your ears and you know allowed, you know, allowed us to be heard wherever you are. But anyways, we appreciate it and we look forward to continuing our conversation. And next time, let's talk some more movies. And I hope you have a great day, night, or evening, wherever you are right now, whatever time. Yes. Until next time. (laughs) Bye-bye.